Data is the new oil. Data is really going to be that central thing for everyone to gain an advantage. What data is going to start doing is the same type of things for everyone with the changes in the access to compute power and also artificial intelligence. Nathan Johnson, CEO of Stratus Advanced Technologies. Data wizard, system wrangler, tinker. All these amazing emerging technologies and everything everyone's doing is going to need that good, clean, structured data in order to really provide the benefits back to us. There was a study in Germany, 51% of German companies, they don't see a business advantage in generative AI. Oh, it's huge. I actually think that poll is probably pretty accurate. But the thing is, what's still amazing about it is think about the last technology that came out that 50% of businesses said that it'll do something for them. The beginning of the internet. That's a pretty big 50%. One of the things that people need to be aware of with AI is that AI has a very, 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 very false sense of confidence because it has no contextual awareness to what it's saying. But the thing is, it always says it with such conviction. So it's always like, of course, and yes, and this is it, right? And that's one of the things that I think as an adult, we've learned from talking to other adults, just because they have conviction doesn't mean necessarily that they are correct. Welcome to the High Performance CEO Show, your exclusive insight into the strategies and success habits of the world's top CEOs. I'm your host, Sebastian Schieke, entrepreneur, mentor, and business angel. Prepare to grow your business, enhance your leadership skills, and thrive in today's world. Let's dive in. Today, I'm talking to Nathan. Nathan Johnson is a very experienced data wizard. He runs a Stratus Advanced Technology, and we talked about in the um, pre-call um, that uh, data is the new oil. And um, yeah, let's uh, see how Nathan is um, using the oil to um, help companies um, being more successful and uh, expanding their business. So Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I wanted to talk about this stuff for a little while with you. So it's uh, been a long time coming. Yeah. So what do you mean by data is in your oil? Yeah. So the flow of oil was a significant thing because uh, it made a huge change to the industrial revolution, obviously from lubrication to fuel. And effectively what it was, it was very transportable, dense um, empowerment for everyone. So from being able to, you know, move trains to build vehicles, to heat houses, to all these things, it empowered literally our population to completely change everything we're doing, including, you know, can't forget plastic, the amount of um, hygienic improvement the world went through because of that. And so when I say data is the new oil, what data is going to start doing is the same type of things for everyone, which we've been doing over a long period of time, but with the changes in the access to compute power and also artificial intelligence, data is really going to be that central thing for everyone to gain an advantage. Just like a car is really only as useful as when it's full of gasoline, it's going to be the same thing. All these amazing emerging technologies and everything everyone's doing is going to need that good, clean, structured data in order to really provide the benefits back to everyone. Yeah, and I would argue now with AI, we actually have the first time real tools to make use of all the data. Yeah. I would agree. The big thing that AI did was it shrunk the interface. A big part that's really difficult is that um, people like say a doctor or a mechanic, they spend their life becoming really, really good at you know uh, 
helping people or, you know, fixing mechanical devices. And it's really hard to also say, let's throw on top of that, you know, data analysis, data science, computer usage, all these different things. You know, they're specializing in helping humans with their bodies or mechanical devices. Chat, things like ChatGPT and other large language models and stuff shrunk the interfacing requirement for those people to engage with data. Now a mechanic can simply talk in uh, their natural language, whatever language they happen to speak, and they can gain insight and access to huge amounts of data and data points without having to, you know, open spreadsheets or large data sets or databases to try and figure that stuff out. So that's, in my opinion, one of the greatest improvements that they made with AI is that they've shrunk the interface drastically. Or say it in other words, we uh, democratize democratized data yeah? yeah so it's available for for everyone and everyone is able to access it uh, and as you said even a mechanic can uh, speak in, in plain language uh, with a, a large language model and uh, get information out yeah which uh, it's huge amazingly changes changes how we how we interact and uh, how we work well I, I would say that like even a bigger part of this too is the availability of a teacher that doesn't run out of calories or patience <laughs> like, because I I can't tell you how many people I run into and meet, and I literally want to pick apart their brain and keep going, and, and they they eventually got to go home and sleep, but I want to keep going. And the great thing about you know those large language models is that they can keep going and going and going, keep drilling down and down and down, and keep you know they you have to take them with a grain of salt. They're not a hundred percent perfect, but you you have access to a teacher that doesn't get exhausted, that's available. At 3 a.m. when you're wide awake thinking about why do monkeys love bananas so much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, just to be fair, I mean, a, a human teachers also not 100% uh, correct. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they also happen to make mistakes. <laughs> oh, you, you're telling me you've corrected your teachers before there, Sebastian? <laughs> Never, but I uh, have arguments sometimes with teachers of my kids, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I, I wish I would have arguments. I mean, I'm not this uh, um, helicopter parent, uh, but uh, sometimes I really think, hey, I mean, uh, give me a break. Uh, uh, this is completely wrong what you say. And uh, well, but It's a good skill kids have to learn. They have to learn uh, how to deal with, you know, when you get wrong information, how to, you know, control yourself and maybe approach it from a, Good angle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is uh, these are life skills. I mean, you get wrong information from the internet. You get wrong information from AI sometimes. It's very interesting. I was uh, googling uh, for um, what is the largest um, pharmacy in in Frankfurt, yeah? and um, I think it was Bart. Um, the full conviction is that this. Pharmacy, which is um, basically next to my office, is the largest pharmacy in Frankfurt. I said, "All right, um, this is the, a small uh, pharmacy with just one room. You know, it doesn't have <laughs> thousands of square meters <laughs> of space." It's this happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure, and it's definitely one of the things that people need to be aware of with AI is that AI has a very, 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 very false sense of confidence because it has no contextual awareness to what it's saying. So the idea is that a lot of times when people are interfacing with large language models, what it's doing is like at a simple sense is you're you're typing in a sentence and the large language model is effectively writing the sentences that should follow your sentence. 
that's what it's doing. It's not actually saying, oh, what's up, you know, what analyzing what a pharmacy is and figuring it out. It just knows what sentences should follow. But the thing is, it always says it with such conviction. So it's always like, of course, and yes, and this is it, right? And that's one of the things that I think, you know, as an adult, we've learned from talking to other adults just because they have conviction doesn't mean necessarily that they are correct. Yeah, right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So you run Stratus Advanced Technologies. Um, what exactly are you doing in this in the data space? I mean, you mentioned that uh, companies who want to be successful in the future, they need to have structured data. Yeah. Uh, one of the key elements. Yeah, for sure. So Stratus was a fever dream of mine. Um, since I was young, I've always been super obsessed with systems. I was the guy that would take things apart just to know how everything worked and interconnected. But then I was also that pain in the butt kid that didn't put it back together either. <laughs> but I, I learned later as an adult, put it back together to be fair to everyone else. So, you know, my wife can use her toaster or whatever. So the idea was that with Stratus, I really wanted to take that even further. And so a big thing that I learned throughout my career was that the really core importance to what businesses do is how good the information is. Uh, within the company mm -hmm. and we wanted to be a company yeah. that could go to places and help empower them to reinforce and get good information and the reason this is critical is that if we said said use a restaurant as an example and what you did was you asked your waiters and waitresses to ask every day can you write down you know what people ordered what they liked when they came in all these different things you, you just tell them to round, round this all up and at the end of the day we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this so we can make adjustments to our restaurant What Stratus wants to do is come in and say, that's not the greatest use for people because you're going to have all sorts of biases. What if one waitress is tired and one waiter wasn't paying attention or it's super busy and they're all forgetting? Data solutions can help do that same thing, but much faster and provide much cleaner, more accurate data. The reality of it is, is that as much as people can be involved in the collection and use of data, it's better to not have them involved because you don't want individual biases or misunderstandings to provide bad insight because companies want the best insights so the company can do better. Therefore, their team, employees, everyone does better in context. So at Stratus, that's something that we heavily focus on at a bigger scale than restaurants. So we focus on dealing with industry, commercial, and larger organizations, making sure all the information floating around their business is as clean, structured, and accessible as possible. So a lot of what we do is we're in the background working underneath the hood, making adjustments and tweaks to a lot of the client's information so that then they say, hey, I want to approach a large language model. Hey, I want to approach data scientists. Hey, I'd like to approach just, you know, algorithms, portals, data visualization, business information systems like, say, Microsoft Power BI or Zoho, um, business information systems, things like that. It sets them up for much more success than trying to use any data they have that is coming from sources that aren't as useful. The other part too is that we can automate all this. So that's a big thing that we do is we go in and make sure that this is done like automatically so that it can be done at a hyper scale. So if you're told every waitress to, you know, um, track every movement of an employee or a uh, customer or every single time anyone orders potatoes, it would become overwhelming for them. 
but a lot of this can be done through um, systems and a lot of restaurants will have these systems in place like as they place orders into their their till that that'll be tracked this is something just as an example but we can help amplify and take that information and really analyze things down to seconds and minutes which would be next to impossible for people or even some certain systems to be able to maintain so take a mid-size company maybe um from what industry do we take um, manufacturing manufacturing yeah, yeah. yeah. so what can, what can they do um, to prepare the data so that uh, in the future or the near future they can um, leverage uh, large language models and um, yeah make use of all this um, AI capabilities which is out there what is a what could be a typical approach for them yeah so that's that's a perfect example so large language models um so let's say let's grow chat gpt it's a so just to be clear for everyone chat gpt is a general large language model the one that's exposed it can do lots of other things but it's a general one so there are other language models that are much more specific so an example in a manufacturer um there's sort of two really complex points in manufacturing which is maintenance and production uh, maintenance is keeping everything in the facility working and When you go into these medium-sized manufacturing facilities, there is a lot of equipment and there's a lot of things going on. And these things like, you know, each piece of equipment could have 60 manuals. So a big thing that a large language model can do is it can, you can simply provide all the manuals for say an individual machine. And instead of people coming to the machine and trying to troubleshoot, they can use large language models to analyze and read and search through these huge chunks of documents whenever there's a problem for the related context and information that would be needed to help service maintain and improve the quality of that machine's output. So that's a really, really strong use for large language models. The other part too in manufacturing is production. So anyone that knows 